day of shooting, we picked the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi guys! Welcome to another Bite of Twilight. I'm Mel. And I'm Kel. And happy Twilight Tuesday. Happy Twilight Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in this week. <laughs> um, we're sorry we're a week late. We meant to have a new episode last week and we we're going to try to do it. But, but there was no time. There was no time. <laughs> we were in LA and we're in, LA. we're in LA, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was our first time going there, actually. Yes, my first time on the West Coast. To all of our West Coast listeners, how are you doing? How did you like LA? Oh, wow. I thought that the mountains were so beautiful. That was my favorite mm, part. The nature yeah. was my favorite part. It was kind of stressing me out about the general vibe of celebrity there. Yeah. It didn't really feel like you could just go out and be yourself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> 100%. I've om- I am wondering how LA culture has changed in the last 10 years because it also seemed like everyone not just was trying to be a Hollywood person, <laughs> but was trying to be an influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Everybody looked like they had aspirations to be famous Mm -hmm. yeah and we went to this place the bungalow and my sister and mel weren't you asked what do i know you from yeah and i said i'm from boston (laughs) (laughs) and then they go uh he goes oh never mind sorry and then walks away quickly (laughs) and shannon my sister was like i'm a student in western mass (laughs) and then someone came up to me and I mean, I kind of took it as a compliment, but it's kind of rude. It was like, I just want to say, you don't seem like other people here. And I said, oh, (laughs) okay, thank you. No, but it was really exciting to be there. Well, we thought, we really thought we were going to see someone from Twilight. Like, that was our aspiration. Or at least someone famous. That was our goal. And, oh my gosh, on the radio, we heard Decode by Paramore. We heard Supermassive Black Hole three times. Yes. And it really felt like a sign, but we didn't see anybody from Twilight. No, we didn't even see a single celebrity, actually. Even though we know they live there. The thing is, everyone wears sunglasses, which I didn't consider before, but those really make a difference. It does. Eyes are the key of the soul. Crazy, because Sean, my brother, was saying to me in the car this morning, we work together. Yeah. He was saying, um, like... It seems like if you look at people's eyes up close, that they all are very similar. Like, brown eyes look like brown eyes. Blue eyes look like blue eyes. But then without the eyes, people are almost unidentifiable. Yeah, but it's more about the shape than the color. Yeah, I that's true. I don't think true. the color is what is recognizable. Yeah, that's true. Definitely, I feel like that's what makes a face, is the shape is of their the, eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And eyebrows. Yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, but we went to Los Feliz one day. Yeah, which is where they live. Yeah, where Rob and Kristen, they used to live there together. And we went to this cafe type of thing, and I really thought we were going to see Me too. Stu. I was on alert. 
They're all there. Like Nikki Reed lives there. Yeah, Ashley Green. They all live there. And we're going we're going to talk about those people later in the episode. Yeah. Um, one piece of exciting news that we haven't been able to share yet. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Someone from Twilight commented <gasps> on one of our Instagrams. Yes. Someone from Twilight <laughs> knows we exist. Yes. Should we draw? And therefore knows you guys exist too. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> Michael Welch. <laughs> Michael Welch, who played Mike Newton, Mike Newton, commented on our picture. I wrote this down, Mel. I hand wrote this down on March fifth. <laughs> if you guys want to look back on our Instagram, yeah, that's, and maybe like that's, his comment, because no one actually reacted to it. I don't, yeah, I don't no think anybody noticed yeah. that it was him. And he wrote, it was a picture of Mike and Bella, and he wrote, "Geez," and he thought Edward looked to her like something to eat. Dot dot dot, and we replied, right. Hey, come on our podcast sometime. But then he didn't answer. He didn't answer, but he probably didn't see it. Yeah, you're right. He probably gets a lot of random notifications, notifications? and stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised that he even saw, saw that. Saw it, yeah. yeah. Um, so guys, go go find it. Him. No, I'm just kidding. Come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wanted to add this. On that same picture... <laughs> Someone with the username Martin1321, not to call you out or anything, it's a private account, so. <laughs> he wrote, <laughs> caption to the Ben, when you're asking your ex if her new boyfriend dick is bigger. <laughs> I just thought that I was crazy. That, yeah. And I thought the guy obviously had some knowledge about Twilight because he knows that, like, Mike liked Bella. Yeah, and exactly. And they weren't exes, but he must have known. So I just think it's funny this random guy commented that. Yeah, and he commented <laughs> it with an accent. Yeah, like I didn't just read that. Like yeah. he wrote it like, um, you why are you asking why are you ex? Yeah, I didn't just read it like that yeah. because yeah. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? I'm hoping that there's a Twilight group text yeah. where he said to the other members, Michael Welch, not the random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we told maybe, uh, I don't think he probably is in contact with Anna Kendrick. Mm. Well, maybe. Maybe. I would hope that the more famous Twilight actors or the more successful ones don't, you know, treat the others like they're better. Or yeah, something. exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they were in the same amount of roles. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're all kind of on even playing field right now, but I hope, I mean, Anna Kendrick is probably like one of the most successful, so I hope she doesn't, you know, think she's better than Michael Welch. Yeah. <laughs> or like, what's Christian, what's the girl's name? Christiana Serrato. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She plays Angela, <laughs> and then uh, Eric York, what's his name? Justin Chan? Yeah, Justin Chan. Maybe he, like, let them know, and... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know what, I think my goal of this podcast is, because I've been kind of, you know, when we were in L.A., I met up with some people from high school, and I was telling them about the podcast, and I think some people are a little bit perplexed when they hear about this show, like, what is the point, or something, my goal for this podcast, I think, is to make Twilight 
get the like historic recognition it deserves. Yeah, I want exactly. Twilight to be in the pop culture, you know, lexicon or whatever. I want it to be respected, mm-hmm. just like. This is gonna sound so silly. I don't know Steinfeld or like yeah. Gun with the Wind, like yeah. just. <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> I want Twilight to be and maybe Iconic. maybe it already is. Maybe yeah. we just can't tell. But I just want to make sure. Sometimes I feel like people have forgotten about Twilight. Yeah. So we don't want that to happen. Yeah. But then I also feel the Renaissance is real. It is real. And people are recognizing just how great Twilight was. Like uh what's his name? Jaden Smith. Oh, yeah. Didn't he have, like, two music videos that he loves Twilight. just his songs over Twilight scenes? Yeah. Yeah. What an interesting dude. I think it's a it's a cult film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In many respects. In many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we also went to the Chinese theater. I was about to say that, yeah. Yeah, and saw Rob, Kristen, and Taylor's handprints, and we put our hands in them. And if any of you guys have never been there... The Chinese theater, that whole area is surprisingly very small. Very small. I was shocked. It was not what I expected. Yeah, like, remember those pictures when they were there and there was a crowd behind them? Yeah, but it looked kind of empty. It looked... I thought it was, like, a big pavilion. Yeah, me too. Where there was, like, a red carpet or something. Yeah. I'm shocked because I feel like there's no room for that. I don't know. Yeah. I thought you walked through a tunnel yeah and it's gonna be this <laughs> yeah. big grand thing i thought it was gonna be so different from what it was it's just right there right there on the sidewalk on the sidewalk yeah and it's like the size of the whole handprint there's not that many handprints honestly yeah there's no space for more i know um yeah there's you know some really old hollywood people who i never people of. were in the back that they were in the funny. very back yeah <laughs> Twilight was right in the center with right, Harry Potter. Yeah, right in the center. See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Respect. They were right in the center. And actually, I did you notice a lot of people were like, oh, Twilight. Yeah. That made me happy. People were taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Kristen's hand is pretty small. Yeah. Her hands and her feet. Rob's feet are pretty big. Pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so were Taylor's. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were really big, actually. <laughs> just saying <laughs> thought you guys would want to know now you don't even need to go we on this confirm. trip yeah. yeah we did it for you well i'm sure <laughs> we have some california listeners so yeah tell us oh if yes. you've seen robin Kristen or anyone in the twilight cast let us remember know. some people on our instagram responded oh yeah one girl said that she lived there for six years and wanted to see them, and then she was in her car and saw Rob for, like, a second. Oh, my God. That's, like, the perfect person to see. Yeah. She also said that she saw Boo Boo Stewart, but that she was <laughs> overly reacting. Uh-huh. She was overly excited, and she asked what her picture. Her Maven? Her uh-huh. username is HeyMavenXO. She's, com- she's commented a lot. Yeah, she's awesome. She's friend of the podcast. She- yeah, Maven wrote i can't believe i forgot this just remembered lol i met boo boo stewart but i was really drunk and i felt like i was a bit too much like screaming at him that he was the best seth ever like right in his face in front of his guardian god so embarrassing it was really awkward i asked for a photo and his guardian dad or maybe manager was like no not right now (laughs) 
And Boo Boo was just like, cool, thanks. Glad you liked the movie. Really sweet, enthusiastic kid. Aww. That's crazy. Yeah. It felt very different there than like New York, in my opinion. I feel like yeah. when you're in New York, you're just kind of like in your own, you're doing your thing. You're not really thinking about like who's around you. I mean, not that you're not looking, but. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels much more like you just keep to yourself in a way. It's it's also so much more spread out. Yeah, well, true. And there's so many, so many, so many people walking by that you can't really be like, is that person famous? That person yeah, famous? Yeah, like, you just can't well, do we that. Well, we were like that, though. But we, were like, <laughs> but we were like that in L.A., yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean in New yeah, York? Yeah, in New York, you yeah. can't be like that. Yeah, exactly. It's much easier, I think, to blend in. Yeah. Another thing, before we get to the topic that I wanted to mention is... A big thank you to our amazing listener named Mary. This is crazy. She sent us a letter and these two bracelets with vampire things on them. And we're wearing them right now. We and I'm love never going to take it so off. Much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And very generously gave us these gift cards to starbucks and thank you so much we're so happy that you're listening yeah she worded it very cutely it was like you're my own personal brand of heroin or no just kidding my (laughs) cup of tea the next one's on me so cute so cute thank you so much thank you i mean we're shocked that we have any listeners Um, yeah I and am. just to think that people I listen. I think other people are shocked, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. I tell people, and they can't believe it. They don't believe it. Yeah, because before we started this podcast, I think the idea sounded dumb. People doubted us. They doubted us. Twilight Podcast? That will never work. Yeah. That's what they said. We fooled them. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, follow your dreams, people. Don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. A common trend that we've been finding when people reach out to us about the podcast yeah they all say that this is helping them love twilight openly oh that's awesome maybe cut that out why i feel like it's narcissistic (laughs) i don't think so i'll listen to it later but for real like just love what you love and we're all in this community together (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i don't i almost feel like fandom can be a good way to learn about how to have disagreements with people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. Someone commented you know, on one of our Instagrams. Because mm-hmm. in the hashtags, I just, like, hashtag Team Jacob. Oh, yeah. Just to, like... I remember this. Like, if you're Team Jacob, if you're looking at those tags, then you like Twilight and you might like our podcast. So I just hashtagged it, but it was a picture of Edward. <laughs> and this person commented and was like, why is this on my feed? I'm Team Jacob. <laughs> and then I said, well, this is a podcast about Twilight, so if you're Team Jacob, you might like our podcast because we talk about things about Twilight, including Team Jacob, Team Edward. And then she <laughs> looked at her page and saw that we mostly post Edward stuff and that we're relatively Ugh. Team Edward and was like... I need to post more Jacob. Yeah. She was like, oh, I'm looking at your page right now and I see that you're Team Edward. I don't like Edward. I'm against you. I'm Team Jacob. <laughs> like... I feel like with all the divisiveness that's going on right now, the one thing that we can decide is that it does not matter if you're Team Jacob or Team Edward. Yeah. (laughs) But how would you feel if I became Team Jacob? I would feel a little 
betrayed. Because <laughs> we've been in this together. We still have to have our Team Jacob episode soon. Yeah. And we are going to. We're going to want to hear from people about why they're Team Jacob. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we can't speak for them. We can pretend, but yeah. we need an authentic, you know, someone who really is Team Jacob. Yeah, so if you're Team Jacob, call us. <laughs> <laughs> Email us or send us a recording of you explaining yourself. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, and so cool. we'll talk about it on the show. If you're self-conscious about your voice, so are we. Yeah. So, yeah. Tough <laughs> to listen to it back. It is tough. Anyway, I think that's... Uh, that's all for our um, news. Yeah. And now, shall we dig into our topic? Let's go for it. So today <laughs> we're discussing, have we mentioned this? No. We're discussing the casting of the Collins. So we're picking that, up mm-hmm. where we left off on the casting of the three main characters. So we'll be talking about the actors. It was kind of a weird bonus that we did the episode late because we had posts on our Instagram. I guess that's where we mostly post. If you're on Instagram, that's where most of our social media is. And people were telling us their thoughts about the casting, so we're going to read some of them. Who should we do first? I have Ashley Green first. Okay, let's do it. Ashley Green is kind of interesting to me because I, she's a bit of an enigma. She is. She hasn't really been in a lot of things other than Twilight Mm -hmm. notable things and I can't really grasp what her personality is and I think that's kind of good and bad at the same time Mm -hmm. but at 17 she moved to Jackson she moved from Jacksonville Florida you're gonna love Jacksonville honey (laughs) sunny every day (laughs) what's in Jacksonville Floridians that's what's in Jacksonville I didn't get that when I was young (laughs) to become an actress although she originally wanted to be a model she moved to LA yeah at 17 I think once she graduated (laughs) high school how she could afford that I don't know before Twilight she had very minor roles like she was in an episode of Punked and a show called Crossing Jordan Hmm. I don't know what that is and then she originally auditioned for Bella but didn't get the part did Hmm. we mention that in the other episode I think we did. Yeah. And she said she was kind of disappointed, but then they called her back for Alice, and she auditioned five times, and then they called and said she got the part, and to prepare, she just read all the books. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Hardwick actually originally wanted Alice to be Japanese. We discussed this in previous episodes. But Stephanie Meyer shut that down and just said that that wasn't what she pictured. Mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't really go with the backstory oh i mean possibly it could i don't know why specifically japanese i feel like i know kind of weird yeah i feel like (laughs) she could have been why japan yeah yeah maybe because they sometimes are like paler than Mm. other people of color Mm. i think it's like kind of an awkward topic because you want a diverse cast. Yeah. But then the whole vampire thing, it's written in a way that everyone's super, super pale. Yeah. it's It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But... It would make more sense to just be like... I don't know. I think in the book, Stephanie made it sound like if you had darker skin, then when you became a vampire, it became really pale. Like, I remember she talked about... Yeah. That character Maria looked Hispanic or something, but yeah. 
But then how know. do you portray that on screen I know. and not just have all white actors? And then actors? that would seem, like, really offensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think what they did with Laurent really worked because even though he still had darker skin, mm-hmm. it didn't look like there was much pigmentation under it, if that mm. makes sense. Like you, it didn't... It looked, like, very glossy and... Mm-hmm. Why are vampires supposed to be pale? Just because they don't go in the sun, maybe? I almost feel like... It do, why do they have to be insanely pale? Yeah, because... You know what I mean? No, that's so true because... Couldn't it just be you have dark skin a, and then you just never go in the sun anymore and then you just look like... I don't know, however you look when you don't go in the sun. Yeah, exactly. From now on. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it's not like if you have naturally dark skin that if you avoided the sun that you would be super, super pale. Yeah. That's true. I wish I wrote Twilight. Because <laughs> then... I feel like you could vampires could look like whatever, but they would probably maybe they would have kind of a weird coating to their skin or something or I don't know. Yeah. I feel like at least the eyes makes it enough. Anyway, I read that Stephanie Meyer wanted Rachel Lee Cook to play Alice. I have no idea who that is. But I guess it was on her website back in the day. I just kind of got into Ashley Green's career after Twilight, and Mm -hmm. she hasn't been that successful. She was actually in a 2011 rom-com with Kellen Lutz. I didn't know that, did you? Really? Yeah, called A Warrior's Heart. I don't know what it's about. No, I didn't know that. Um, She was in a 2012 movie with Miley Cyrus called LOL. Oh, yeah. Laughing Out Loud, and it was supposed to be widely released by Lionsgate, but this is just a fun fact. Because of The Hunger Games, they just kind of scrapped it and didn't care about it and they almost just weren't even going to um release it at all but because of a contract in the director's oh my gosh um, or a clause in the director's contract that they had to release in over 100 theaters so they did a limited release they put no effort into editing it no effort into the marketing and then it was super bad and i almost feel like that kind of hurt ashley green's career in a yeah make or break way because a big movie with Miley Cyrus could have given her so much more exposure mm-hmm. beyond the Twilight series, and then it just went nowhere. That's awful. I don't get why they did that. I actually remember yeah. that movie. Yeah, I remember right? hearing about it. I really liked Miley Cyrus, <laughs> and also I think it's actually based on a French movie called Lull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's like the girl's name or something. They didn't even spend time editing it. I think by oh the t- well, I think by the time it got to editing, the editors knew that it was going to have such a limited release that they probably didn't put That's their sucks. heart and soul into the project. Ugh. And so then it got a very poor rating, and it made. I don't think it made it even broke even. Oh my gosh. And then in that same year, she was also in a horror movie called The Apparition, which didn't do too well, got a 3% rating, and it mm. grossed less than $3 million. Mm. And she was the lead of that. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. So I feel like those were all in 2012. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like, I mean, that year is the year that Twilight ended. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I feel like after that, those opportunities hurt her then on. Mm. Has she done anything since 2012? She has. Um, actually, she's going to be in the 2019 
film called Fair and Balanced, which is a movie about um, Fox News's Roger Ailes. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. He was like the CEO of Fox News and he mm. was accused of sexual assault. Mm. So then it takes you through the story of all the women who work at Fox News. Mm. And she's going to play Abby Huntsman, which Ooh. I don't know if that means anything to you, but I love The View and she's <laughs> now on The View. So i'm excited wow that's cool yeah and i think that that will be a really big movie because it will start charlize theron margot robbie nicole kidman oh yeah allison janney and kate mckinnon so i'm sure she'll get a lot of exposure big names yeah that must be so tough i even just felt this way in la it's like how do you keep up yeah it would be i don't know i can see why actors give up acting sometimes because it just seems really stressful to a lot of times they don't really have control over how the movies do and stuff and oh so many things are out of yeah. your control so what do you think about her portrayal as alice what would you say in the movies can you think of like your favorite part i said that i liked her best in the first twilight mm-hmm. that's when i felt she embodied the character the most mm-hmm. i feel like i like her in new moon actually a lot yeah, yeah. i like her in new moon. I like when they go to italy and i don't know yeah and she's driving the car mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> guys it's a festival <laughs> wouldn't want to make a scene i liked her in the baseball scene when she's pitching mm-hmm. <laughs> she's super flexible yeah um someone commented that they tried to do that pitch. <laughs> Emily wrote, so me and my best friend were playing vampire baseball and pitching like Alice, but we didn't have a ball, so we used a potato. <laughs> and when I pitched it to her, the potato jammed my finger. And then Maven replied, this actually made me, I was trying to do the Alice pitch one, once in my college apartment and need myself in the nose. I didn't tell the health center that my injury was Twilight related. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maven, she's on a roll. Okay, I want to read her comment. Okay about Ashley Green because oh well it kind of goes into Rosalie I don't know if I should read it later just read the part about Ashley Green first okay because I actually agreed with what she said I did too she said it's hard for me to hate on anything Twilight related yeah I know it's hard it feels like you're betraying yourself I love Ashley as Alice but I find her performance sometimes unbelievable she's so cute and I think of Alice as slightly darker a slightly darker character then she goes on to talk about Rosalie. I agree with that. And everybody else seems to Everyone watch. else. Everybody else. In, like, capital letters was like, I love Ashley Green as Alice. Like, yeah. Yes, she's perfect. Yes. Somebody with the username just, J underscore U underscore S underscore T, said, is this question serious? When we asked, uh, what was the exact question? Like, did she portray? Um, was she the right choice to play she, Alice? Yeah, we said, was she the right choice? They said, is this question serious? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, bring, everyone really came everyone to Ashley's defense. really liked Ashley. And, yeah. Okay, this is what I think. I think, I before I really thought about it, I thought she was perfect. When the movies first came out, I thought she mm-hmm. was perfect. I think she looks like she's described in the book so immediately you're like oh yeah yeah. except she's not that short yeah that's the thing she is supposed to be wicked short and she's not really yeah she's pretty tall um and her hair could be a little bit spikier in the later ones but i won't get that picky about it plus we already had an episode about that (laughs) go check it out but like looks aside i almost feel like when it comes to talking about the actors the looks shouldn't really be part of it yeah i think 
I kind of agree with Maven. I think that she's a little bit too bubbly. Like, I remember in Twilight, the book, there being kind of this anxiety in Alice and, like, her being very stressed about her visions and having, I think, did she have headaches? Or, I don't know, it seemed, maybe she didn't, but at least that's kind of how I imagine it. Um, And I guess you do kind of get some of that in the movies, but I don't know. I feel like you get it a little bit more in the first one when they're mm-hmm. in the hotel room and she's yeah. like, mirrors, a room full of mirrors. Yeah. I want someone a little bit darker and edgier and almost a little bit creepy. Hmm. Just like maybe wide-eyed and someone who really comes across as a supernatural character. Hmm. Especially since she has this vision, I want her to be more eccentric. Interesting. Yeah, is she that eccentric? I feel like when I saw Twilight, I thought she kind of was, or at least that's what we were supposed to be. Walking on the trees. Yeah. 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 But then once we get to Breaking Dawn... She's not like that anymore. No, and she's giving the speech at the wedding, and she's like, shoes, handbags. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't seem that quirky anymore. No. Yeah, like, sure, she has short hair, but is that that weird? No, she just has, like, a little pixie cut. Yeah, so what? Like... A lot of people have pixie cuts. It doesn't mean you're the town weirdo. Yeah. But, like, she's kind of supposed to be. I guess she's not really in the Breaking Dawns, though. She's not in it that much, no. I think she does She does a job. <laughs> we say that. Yeah. I think that she's charming. I think she's very cute. I think she's not bad by any means, but she doesn't leave a huge impression. You know, you're not really, like thinking about her that much in the yeah. movie or whereas sometimes you see a movie and there's a side character that really everybody is obsessed with yeah okay so this just came to my mind this is the quickest uh example i have i know you weren't that crazy about this movie but the favorite i thought had like really good side characters like mm-hmm. that got nicholas holt with like the wig i thought he was really interesting and he wasn't even in it that much but I like loved that character and I was like wow that was really good like that's a good side character I feel like Alice had a lot of potential to be like that yeah and critics did say that Ashley's performance was I didn't even know critics said anything about yeah they thought that she was bland and unimpressive Hmm. who said that I don't know where I found it. <laughs> How can I believe you? I think that there, there's this article that was titled Casting Choices That Hurt and Save oh, Twilight. Oh, that was on Screen Rant. Yeah, yeah. Screen and rant. she was one com. of the ones that they say hurt Twilight. Mm-hmm. I said I would like someone, I know she's not old enough and she probably was barely born when Twilight originally came out, but someone like Millie Bobby Brown... No. Like, She's no. not likable, though. You don't think so? No. I don't... Do you even watch Stranger Things? No, I don't. I don't think she's likable. Sorry. I feel like she is likable. People love her. Drake? A lot of people dislike her. <laughs> <laughs> or I said... I don't like Millie Bobby Or Brown. like Nicole Kid... I'm not Nicole Kidman. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie Nicole Portman. <laughs> oh, you have this on your mind. I like that. Uh, I feel like Natalie Portman isn't that interesting. I mean, she's great actress, but yeah. she's too, like, classic beauty, I think. That's true. I feel like it's probably, like, someone who I can't name, mm-hmm. but I don't know. To, I guess it's also because I just don't really 
get who Ashley Green is. I think like if I was if I was recasting, if I had the option to redo Twilight or something, this Alice isn't really like top of my mind. Like maybe I would keep her. I don't know. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not over the moon with Ashley Green as Alice, but I think she's fine. Yeah. But I would certainly pursue other options and mm-hmm. compare. Yeah. I mean, some of this I wonder, like, how much is the character in the script? How exactly. much is the actor? Like, exactly. it's hard to know. I don't know. That's how I feel about a lot of the other But yeah, yeah it's hard to say. So we're doing another sibling. Callan Lutz, who plays Emmett Cullen. So he is from Dickinson, North Dakota. Callan Lutz is. Yeah, and he grew up in the Midwest in wow. Arizona. He attended cool. Chapman University to pursue a degree in chemical engineering. Wow. So smarty pants. You Does not come off that way. No. <laughs> and apparently he was approached for the role of Edward. Wait, um, just randomly though? I don't understand. Uh, I did not put down how he quit. <laughs> what was the bridge between I that and just... <laughs> don't know, actually. Somehow he ended up just pursuing acting instead. And I think that people probably approached him for modeling because he was good looking. And he was approached for the role of Edward. And he says, my agent wanted me to read for Edward. And I thought the character was too depressing for me right now. I wanted to do something where I smile. Which is kind of cute. But also, really? You would turn down the The main (laughs) main role? (laughs) You don't want the main role because it's depressing? (laughs) Um, so Edward isn't that depressing. But his agent told him that it would be a special project, and he only read four lines and decided he really wanted to audition for the role of Emmett, mm. um, just because he liked how carefree and uh, joking Emmett, Emmett was. I kind of fell in love with Kellen Lutz when I was watching interviews really? with him at the 10-year anniversary for Twilight. <gasps> he is... A fan just like us. Really? Yeah, and he was saying how he knew that Emma didn't really have a lot of lines in Twilight and that he wants to pursue the character more if there's ever an opportunity. Aw, it's so sweet. Something he said was kind of funny. He goes, we could all play our characters again and look the exact same. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) But he was not being sarcastic at all. He said it so seriously without... (laughs) <laughs> acknowledging that he just gave himself like a big pat on the back. <laughs> um, he feels like Emmett was the only Colin who wasn't really explored that much in the stories. I feel yeah. like Esme wasn't really either. Yeah. But he wants to know, know more about the bear attack and his love story with Rosalie. Mm-hmm. And he's quoted as saying, I barely did much in those movies. So the, st- the stock that he got from being a part of it and the character himself and the couple lines that he got to show his humor went very far i would of course love to have more emmett do another movie and do more origin story of how he came to be that would be fun i didn't know he was so passionate about his role that's so sweet i kind of agree with that that emmett didn't have a lot of lines but he was able to portray Mm -hmm. the at least the charisma of emmett yeah and the few lines that he had True. But I don't know. Before you said all this, I, I was going to say that I thought sometimes his delivery of lines was kind of weird. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's because the lines were weird themselves, but just, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too picky. Some of them were kind of awkward. Dating an older man, or no, older woman, and like, hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a little bit over the top, like a character. character. Yeah, I agree. Almost like Joey from Friends or something. Yeah. Like when they do the um, arm wrestle. Oh, I, I don't like yeah. that part at all. It's just, he, I think it's just kind of a flat character. I don't know if Kellen had much to work with. Mm-hmm. All they really had to go off of was, like, he's a strong guy. Yeah. He's carefree. He's fun. Okay, that's it. I like him best in the first ones when even just the visuals of him on the truck and he's mm-hmm. standing up. Yeah. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah, I, it's very interesting. Yeah, and he comes off a little less goofy and more... A little scary. A little scary, yeah, yeah. and intimidating. In the books, I remember thinking Emmett was super nice and so mm-hmm. supportive and sweet to Bella. I think that that's just this, the writing of the screenplay. Yeah, I agree. Not that I think Melissa Rosenberg's awesome. I know you can't fit a whole book into a movie, mm-hmm. but... Or there's a line in Breaking Dawn when... Breaking down part two when mm-hmm. they, after they have sex and he says to them, break a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. So awkward. I know. And his little speech thing at the wedding, which, why would Emmett even give... They all gave speeches. It was yeah. so ridiculous. Um, did Jessica he, gave a speech. Yeah. He said something like, hope you've gotten a lot of sleep in the, these past years because you won't be getting any soon. Yeah. And it's funny because they're going to be vampires. Yeah. That's what he really means, but... But he's saying they're going to be having sex all night. And just, yeah. It's kind of funny, I guess, that he's always got sex on his mind. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of hornball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is kind of turning me around. I like Emmett more. No, I... Remember, I was like, Emmett, dumb. <laughs> he he does remind he me is, of Joey from Friends. He is dumb in the movies. And he's probably, I mean, they're probably all really smart. Yeah. I think they all have degrees. I think that Callan Lutz did the job. I think he, honestly, I wouldn't recast him. Yeah. I don't think I would either. I think he, but critics did say, Screen Rant, is that the Screen Rant, yeah. It said, Lutz comes across like the high school football star who earnestly decides to try out for the school play. (laughs) He's not terrible, and you admire the pluckiness but he simply doesn't stand out. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I see it. But I'm not hating it. I think he's I'm not good in the hating. role. And I think that all of you liked him in the role, too. Yeah, everybody seems like seemed very... Everyone's... Obvi- not that everyone saw this Instagram post, but the people who did comment really liked Callan Lutz, and people specifically liked him and Rosalie together. Someone said, he is the best. I love him. <laughs> Helen was perfect for Emmett. I was going to read one, but then it was in a different language. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, that's the word everyone uses perfect to describe it. Perfect. Should we talk about his lady? Yeah. Rosalie Hale, played by Nikki Reed. So I think this is a good time to finish reading Maven's comment. Because it... I started reading this earlier, and then it led into Nikki Reed. Mm -hmm. So as I said before, she said it's hard for her to hate on anything Twilight-related. 
She said that about Alice, finding her performance sometimes unbelievable. Then she said, what I do have a problem with is Nikki as Rosalie. As y'all might say, this is mean, but... Which, I think that's really funny. I didn't know you guys noticed that we said that a lot. This is mean, but Rosalie is supposed to be the most beautiful person in the world. Those are huge shoes to fill, and I don't think Nikki quite meets that. I think Evan Rachel Wood would have made a great Rosalie, and Catherine Hardwick would have gotten the chance to work with a 13 cast member again. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Mm -hmm. Then someone responded and said, like, that's just your opinion. Rosalie is the most beautiful woman in the world, whatever. And then Maven replied saying, this is like the Office episode where they argue over whether Hillary Swank is hot or not. And mm-hmm. I literally laughed out loud yeah, at that. I thought that was so funny. Because, yeah, it's kind of just this perplexing issue with the character of Rosalie. Is yeah. She's described as being drop-dead gorgeous. You're jealous of her. You're like, who is that? Um, everyone in the room feels suddenly insecure when she walks in. She's supposed to be, like, the most beautiful person you've ever seen. Yeah. And I think those are really huge shoes to fill. And I think the kind of... We'll get into Nikki Reed in a second. I think the kind of actor that would portray that really well doesn't necessarily have to be everyone's idea of the most beautiful. But I think someone that is, like, compelling to you or, like, sort of charming... Know what I mean? Or like, even though she's mean, mm-hmm. something about her that makes you envious, but also want more in a way or something. I agree. I have two things on this. Mm-hmm. And one is that I feel like Nikki Reed is really beautiful mm-hmm. and it is kind of impossible shoes to fill. Yeah. One thing that I think hurt her, I guess going off of you, is that Nikki played a believable bitch really well. Yeah. You were intimidated by her, but there wasn't a lot of depth with her to ever sympathize for her. Yeah. And I think that, as you're saying, like, a personality makes someone beautiful. Mm -hmm. So if someone is just a horrible, mean person, Mm -hmm. that shows. Yeah. No matter how beautiful they are, they will always be a little less beautiful. True. And if someone is likable, it will make them more attractive. And I feel like she never had that likable moment to be gravitated towards her. True. Another thing is that Nikki is very tan, dark hair, (laughs) and it was a little distracting how they were trying to make her look so much like someone that she wasn't. Yeah. And so... (laughs) Friend of the podcast, Maven, <laughs> added to what she said. I wrote a lot about this, actually. Um, about how in the later movies, they started putting on more and more makeup on Nikki. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of obvious they are trying to make her look like something she wasn't. Yeah. And so, for that reason alone, I feel like... Because, yeah, they were trying to make her look like someone she literally wasn't. And so... That makes it a little distracting. Yeah. Someone else commented the same thing that, um, let's see, uh, Nitra Handle is, well, I guess her name is Alice. Um, she commented, I just didn't get why they couldn't get a natural blonde for the role. 
Um, Backlash. But a lot of people, a lot of you liked Nikki. So apparently Stephanie Meyer wanted somebody named Joanna Krupa to play her, who's a model. And I looked up her IMDb, and she's been in a lot of unknown things, but was in Planet of the Apes. I don't know how Stephanie Meyer finds these people. Yeah. I almost think she was just Googling and found someone that looked like who she wanted. I guess back in the day, before the movie came out, I... I guess a lot of fans wanted Olivia Wilde to play her. Okay. Stephanie said that was her favorite fan pick. But ultimately, Nikki Reed was cast as Rosalie Hale. And just a little bit about her background. She was born in L.A. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before Twilight, she was in the movie 13, Lords of Dogtown, The O.C., which I used to watch that show and I hated her character, but moving on, Last Days of Summer. So she had a pretty troubled life actually and moved out at the age 14 and Catherine Hardwick was her mother's friend. And so that's how she knew her and Catherine, I guess, knew about her problems and wanted to write a story about adolescence and stuff so she asked Nikki to help her write a script and so that became the movie 13 and then she was cast in that and then she got Lords of Dogtown with Catherine Hardwick then Twilight so Mm -hmm. she's been like a partner with Catherine Hardwick since she was a kid and after Breaking Dawn she was in some small films she's been doing some things here and there but not that much now she's the founder of a socially conscious and eco-friendly jewelry company yeah and she's married to mm-hmm. ian summer Halder, also played a vampire <laughs> in vampire diaries and they have a daughter named bodhi soleil very interesting she looks um, very hippie she, she used to um, record music with her ex-husband paul mcdonald and they have a song on one of the breaking dawn yeah, soundtracks i really like their music if you guys together. remember yeah sad that they broke up yeah it's crazy and she then has she a lot kinda, of songs about it she kind of got married like quickly, quickly after to Ian. yeah and apparently she's really good friends with jackson rathbone mm-hmm. and spy kids actress alexa vega oh they're best friends was her matron of all the Matron of honor in her wedding. In her first wedding? Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. First wedding. Both of her weddings were in Malibu. Oh, really? That's Mm -hmm. kind of... Isn't that weird? Weird because I think they were both within about two years of each other. (laughs) (laughs) We went to Malibu. I really liked it. Yeah. It's crazy. I know that's... That's an ideal place to have a wedding. Taylor Lautner attended her first wedding. Wow. Did Case do? Nope. (laughs) Kristen and her actually had a falling out. I'm pretty sure. They did. They were going to do that movie, like, K-11 or something? Yeah, it was start, uh, together. written by Kristen's mom. But then Nikki didn't... She dropped out of the project. Yeah, and so did Kristen, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki dropped out first. Yeah. <laughs> but I think their drama is about Robert Pattinson. So we've heard. But anyway... We'll discuss it at some point. Anyway, that's not about, really, the casting... <laughs> I have some comments from people to read. I I need to read these because yeah. I hand wrote them, and I don't know why, guys. I for some reason hand wrote these comments down. As I started to do it, I was like, I could have just copy pasted <laughs> these, but whatever. Ella Nikova said Nikki Reed was the best Rosalie. She played her amazing, and she is also beautiful, and she has to play Rosalie. 
Kawhi Charcoal Draws said, I like the portrayal of Emmett, but not Rosalie. No offense. I love Nikki Reed. Kitty Cat Gray said, yeah, they did Rosalie and Emmett justice. Makeup by Margot12 said, I'd probably recast Rosalie, but if I had to choose between recasting her or Edward, I would definitely choose to recast Edward. Strong opinion. I know. <laughs> and she went on to say that she thought Edward in the books was more lighthearted and funny and laughed more. And I agree with that. Yeah. But I still love Robert Pattinson. <laughs> A lot of people said that they would recast Bella and Edward. I can't believe that. Crazy. Crazy. It's hard agree. to imagine. It's easier to imagine recasting the smaller. Minor. Yeah. But uh, I would not want to recast Rob at all. I can no. I can slightly see recasting Kristen. Me too. And even Taylor. Yeah, me too. Uh, Guana... Oh, I hope I say it right. Guana Lupe Serrano said, Each one of them played it perfectly. I was the one who refused to follow the crowd. Another vampire and wolf movie... GTFO, but when there was nothing good on TV, <laughs> my bro put on put the DVD on, and I was sold. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Mary Mac said. I thought Rosalie was a little too uh, nasally for my taste. Interesting. Okay, I think that's all I have for that. Oh, someone else. This doesn't really relate. I should read this later. But Lady Godva said. Who then says nice kitty dot dot dot? Is that um Carlisle? Does he say that during the baseball scene? Like nice kitty? I don't remember. So Emmett says like, come on, babe, it's just a game. And then someone says like nice kitty. Oh, Is like it whispers Carlisle? it. Yeah. I don't know. That's what you guys. Not all of you, obviously, but what some of you guys said. I do. Now what do we think? I think that the fact that she was cast. I don't even know if she had to audition for it. She was, I mean, let's be real. She was cast totally out of nepotism, (laughs) that she was just friends with Kevin Hardwick. And I think that she is a good actor. I've seen bits of 13. I think she's really good. Yeah. But I don't think that her portrayal really carried the emotional depth that a complicated character like Rosalie mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. I think that she was just kind of mean throughout and then in Breaking Dawn I didn't feel like I mean some of that could be the script as well but I never really came around to her me neither her personality and in Eclipse when she has the flashback I feel like that was a time when it could have been very sympathetic and emotional and in some regards it was but more for just the story and Mm -hmm. I I never really felt moved by her performance Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna say I feel like that scene in Eclipse is probably her best performance yeah the whole series I thought was her strongest but yeah I I don't know I never felt that attraction to Rosalie in the movies or like the jealousy or I never felt any of that for that character yeah I almost I don't I'm not an actor so I can't really say how to do this but I just feel like she had to be someone who was mean but 
you st- almost like Christina George or something like mean but you still want them to like you or like mean but you still yeah. are obsessed with them or you know? m- like but I also guess... she's from the past so she's got to be like yeah proper or something I don't I don't know what it is I mean a lot of you guys like her so it's totally <laughs> subjective yeah but I'm thinking kind of like Draco Malfoy oh where you yeah, have yeah yeah a bad good character yeah so you really care about him and like you many times sympathize for him i just didn't feel for rosalie but a lot of you probably i I totally get what you mean about draco it's like even this happens on game of thrones too there are characters who are bad which rosalie isn't bad she's just kind of mean and like misunderstood but there are characters who are bad but you still really like them Mm -hmm. it's like they're so fun yeah but that you don't have that with rosalie no and um, Catherine, when she was casting Nikki in the illustrated guide, she wrote, When I read Twilight, I thought Nikki would be perfect for Rosalie. She's unafraid to speak her mind. When I called her to talk about the part, she said, Everyone will want Bella and Edward to be together. Rosalie is trying to break them up, so they'll hate me. I'm okay with that. And I don't know. Like, I don't think that's the right approach is to see it as... I'm okay with that. As the, you're okay with, like, the audience hating you. Because yeah. like, some ways you want them to hate you, but it needed more. It mm. needed to be more complex than that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just hate Rosalie. Yeah. I wish I was more interested in Rosalie. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't end up caring that much. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. She's annoying. She's really mean. Yeah. <laughs> she breaks a bull because Bella already ate. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to be that mean in the first one, but I never felt like she oh. redeemed herself. A new moon. She's just like, acting a little child. It's childish. childish. Yeah. yeah. And it could, be, that's, it could be the script as well. I don't know. I feel like here it's a necklace. You could do that like in, in I don't know, I'm not an actor, but in like, here it's a necklace. And then you just kind of like look away or something. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, with a nice voice, but your body language doesn't show. or You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think anyone would actually act that way. Like, here, it's a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear that we're not trying to recast these people if they ever make a new movie. We would want originals if they weren't super oh, old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like people were a bit confused when we're thinking that, like, we want them all recasted oh, for... Oh, no, 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 no. This uh, is just, like, our, our fan version. Yeah. What, like, what we would change if we were back in time but yeah if they ever made another movie which i don't think they will probably not because i just don't see kristen stewart doing it no or rob yeah i see everybody else doing it though <laughs> i don't see them doing it but if they did we're not i would hate that i hate inconsistencies yeah. i hate when people are recasted i wouldn't want that to actually happen i'm just saying like if it was my movie this is what I would have done. Me too. That's all. Okay. Next, can we talk about Carlisle? Yeah. Played by Peter Facinelli. I have some stuff about his life. He grew up in Queens, New York, with Italian immigrant parents, actually. They were, like, oh. right from Italy. And... He studied at NYU, and he married Jenny Garth. (laughs) 
It was a Catholic ceremony. I guess he's still Catholic, but they got she, divorced. She converted to Catholicism. Yeah. I read that. Um, but they got divorced. And they had three kids. Yeah, very sad. Okay, that's really all I have for his <laughs> last story. It wasn't actually that much. Okay, but before Twilight, so, you know, he was trying to be an actor. He moved out to California, as everybody does. He was in a lot of TV shows, and he actually still does a lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. He was in shows like Fast Lane from 2002 2003 never seen it six feet under in 2004 2005 a show called damages he was in a movie called riding in cars with boys with and drew barrymore was in it i'm actually kind of curious about that movie now um apparently played jesus in a short called reaper and oh i didn't finish writing this but he played a jock ex-boyfriend in something with jennifer love hewitt but i don't remember what it was so he was in like a lot of small things he, yeah he was you know if you watch those shows you would have known him but he wasn't like super well known he consistently worked though. yeah yeah so then he was in twilight he was in <laughs> he was on glee a few times after twilight kind of during yeah. and then he was on nurse jackie american odyssey a tv show he was on supergirl swat SWT, FBI. So a lot of TV. He does a lot yeah. of TV. I, I think he was a regular on Nurse Jackie. I don't know why. That, I don't know if he prefers it or yeah. I don't know what's up with that, but he does a lot of TV. And right now he's filming something called Hour of Lead. I don't know what that is. But apparently Stephanie Meyer wanted Charlie Hunman to play Carlisle. Yeah. She she kind of always wants those Random. like tough men yeah people i don't know and uh screen rant who we keep referring to thought that they needed a more serious actor who is felt in every scene even if just standing there they thought that he wasn't i don't know powerful enough or something or his presence wasn't felt enough i don't know what do you think of that yeah um i feel like he was a good carlisle but i feel like the idea of a presence that you feel would be kind of like Michael Sheen's portrayal of Aro, where yeah. just standing there, you feel it. Is it because he's scary, though? Yeah, probably. Hmm. I, th- I really like Peter Fascinelli as Carlisle, I think. Me too. I think, he- <laughs> I think he's great. Um, now, Carlisle's supposed to be only... 23. <laughs> Not believable at all. Younger than Kelly. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm almost 23, but Peter Fascinelli was 35 at the time that he started, which I think is appropriate. Yeah. It would just, to see it on screen, and honestly, in real, I just can't believe that like, in a real hometown that you would believe that a 23-year-old had adopted kids who were in high school that just doesn't make sense that doesn't make any sense never happen what was stop me thinking like if i wanted to could i adopt a teenager right now i don't know can you <laughs> i don't think you should be able to yeah it's weird you're just not enough years older than that person yeah you're just friends basically it's so weird <laughs> uh i thought this was funny on just another comment from someone on Instagram, Eric Castarena said, Carlisle can get it with the heart eyes. <laughs> I said, yes, he can. 
You responded. No, I didn't. Oh. I should, but I wrote in my notebook. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I think no, my I favorite scene, my favorite uh, scene by Peter Facinelli, Facinelli, um, is the new moon, <laughs> him and Bella oh. in his office, no. doing her stitches, amazing chemistry. chemistry. <laughs> no, too much. Too much. I love it. An inappropriate amount. I love it. It's so good. I like him. To me, Carlisle's. I feel the power of Carlisle in that scene. I'm like, Yeah, wow. I can see it. Or there's a <laughs> lot of moments when he really is such a believable patriarch. Like, yeah. When in the Ugh. birthday party, when she gets hurt and he runs over, runs over and Aww. then he just puts his hand up. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Just that and small he's, motion. He's such a good, you really get the sense he's such a good guy, but he's also strong. Mm-hmm. And will do what he has to, but he has such a great virtue. Yeah. And is so patient and, I don't know, great guy. And I like, this is a very small scene, but in Twilight when he talks to Victoria and James and Laurent, I don't know. Yeah. He, yeah, you're right, patriarch. He He's the head of the family, but he's a good person to have as the head of the family. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like his portrayal. I kind of get what Screen Screen Rant was saying. I almost feel like a more famous actor would do what they're trying to describe or something. Mm -hmm. I don't... But that's a little unfair because that's only because they're famous. You're aware of their presence. Like Michael Sheen. Yeah, exactly. Breaking Dawn, and I don't know if it's how much is influenced by the hair and makeup, (laughs) but he loses his touch a little. Yeah, he's just also not in it that much. Yeah, exactly. I feel like we would have expected him to be in the birth scene, but he's not. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. He's just not as necessary anymore. He's just doing like more medical stuff in Breaking Dawn Part <laughs> 1. And then Breaking Dawn Part 2, he's just doing more networking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of friends. Yeah. And then, it, obviously, he gets decapitated. Oh. <laughs> Which is tough. I like him as... I wouldn't recast I wouldn't either. Him. I like him as... I mean, I would have... if Again, if this was my movie series, I would have a little more control with the hair later on. Yeah. But we already talked about that. Should we move on? Yeah. So... Jasper or Esme? Let's go with Esme. Okay. Oh, gosh. I have things to say about Esme Collin, played by Elizabeth Reeser. Elizabeth Reeser was born in Bloomfield, Michigan, which is apparently an affluent Detroit suburb. She's the middle of three sisters. Her mom remarried a billionaire businessman. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I know. I know. She went to Oakland University for one year, then to Juilliard. Wow. Yeah. And she went to Juilliard? That's impressive. Yeah, she went to Juilliard. And I think she did quite well. And then she was in a film called Sweetland, and she actually won an Independent Spirit Award for her role in that. And she won an Emmy for guest role on Grey's Anatomy. 
Because she had that. a reoccurring role on Grey's Anatomy. She won an Emmy for it. So I hated her character. <laughs> was she a good actress in it? She was good. She like wet the bed one time. Wow. She was on Saved. I don't know what that is. The X List. Oh, and Family Stone in 2005, which I love that movie. However, I think her her character in that was very in the background. I don't know. She was one of the siblings in the Family Stone, but she was not that important. Yeah. Then she's in Twilight. Then she was in Liberal Arts, Young Adult. I've actually I've been wanting to see that movie, but I haven't. And The Good Wife, seven episodes. <laughs> She was in the movie Hello, My Name is Doris, which I actually saw, but I don't remember her in it. Ouija. They made a Ouija board movie. I don't know if you remember. And then she was on the show Easy, which I've also been meaning to watch that. So she's been busy. A lot of kind of, you know, smaller roles. Yeah, she also does a lot of TV as well. Yeah. She's still doing things, but we're here to talk about her in Twilight. (laughs) This one is tough for me to talk about because she consistently gets work and honestly I feel like you wouldn't realize it but of all the Cullens she actually might be the most successful yeah just by how many appearances she has on so many and the awards she's won and stuff yeah and the fact that she went to Juilliard she has the most impressive background but the screenwriter just did her dirty she yeah doesn't have a lot of opportunity to I think bring a lot to the character. I am very unimpressed with Esme in the movies. Yeah. I don't know. I what I always think about for some reason is like we get it's it's probably not her fault. It's probably the writing's fault. We get Carlisle and he's like this awesome guy and you're like, oh my God, I would marry him. And then I just think like, wait, why is Carlisle even with Esme? Like she just seems so lame compared to him. Yeah. Like I don't even get it's it's just the writing's fault probably. I don't get what she's doing. I don't get what's so great about her. I don't even know. Like yeah, she's nice, but just very bland. I don't know. I The movies frustrate me with Esme cuz I think in the books she you kind of get it. Like she's exceptionally nice and even jokes a little and like yeah yeah, she's very concerned and but to a likable amount but in the movies I just think she's kind of forgettable I feel like they didn't really think about her that much Mm -hmm. when they were writing this script and she's like oh just the mom yeah (laughs) my favorite part though is when Rosalie breaks the bowl and she just goes clean this up now yeah I like I like that she seems a little bit more motherly but then new moon she has two lines yeah. It's just so lame. Yeah. Eclipse. Uh, she, when they're killing Brie Tanner and she calls out, mm. we'll take responsibility for her. My cat is crying. She gives a little speech at the wedding as well. She does? Yeah. I don't even remember it. Yeah, she does. She's like, Bella's a part of the family. Something. She's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it's Elizabeth Reeser's fault. Yeah, so I don't know. I think Elizabeth Reeser probably did the best she can, but but we maybe don't could have brought a little, little, oomph, a little mm-hmm. something. Yeah, to be just a little bit more memorable. I almost. I wonder if she had more and then they cut it out. Maybe that would suck. 
because it's hard to imagine that she just showed up to work and that's all she had to do. Mm. But maybe. Maybe. Like in the birthday party scene, she has one line. And then she has one <laughs> line at the end of that movie. For some reason, I feel like I would still recast her. She, what about when she, when they're in Eclipse, <laughs> when they're chasing Victoria? She's chasing her and she says, she's going to get away or something. <laughs> not bad. I don't know. I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't even ship her in Carlisle. I don't. What about the when he bites her and how sensual that is? When was that? And when he's turning her in the flashback. Oh, you're right. That's but hot. She, but she was, he was hot. She was just lying there. No, she was hot. <laughs> she, was, she was gasping. It looked very orgasmic. <laughs> <laughs> she feels just like limp and lame and passive to me. Yeah. Yeah. I but, think that's really fair. She, you know she's not in one scene when they're all in the garage getting the cars yeah. and stuff? She's actually not in that scene. Like, the actress at all. They have someone with a wig on at one point walking to the counter no with the same outfit, but it's not actually Why Elizabeth did they do Freezer. that? I don't know. She must have not been able to come that day or something. Mm. Which is like, you're barely in the movies as it is. <laughs> you can't show up and... Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, no, Catherine Hardwick said in the commentary, like, do you guys notice that one of the actors isn't really there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Catherine... Yeah, so that's my hot take. I hope I don't offend anybody, but... Yeah, do we have any Esme stands? I honestly, that's my... After Rosalie, that's the next person I'm replacing in my fantasy No, I would keep her, but I would write more lines for her. Mm -hmm. I think after Rosalie, I would recast Alice. Mm. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I would keep Alice, probably. I would keep Esme over Alice. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No! Although I would keep her hair consistent. I don't want to keep talking about the hair because we already talked about it. But <laughs> that makes me honestly mad at her. Yeah, it makes me very mad. It's like they don't care about Twilight. Yes. Okay. Last but certainly, 100% not least, is Jasper Hale, Hale. played by Jackson Rathbone. Wait, so do the Hales also go by Cullen because they're a part of the Cullen family? I think they're part of the Cullen clan, but they are not Cullen. They don't. <laughs> so you couldn't also say Rosalie Cullen? I think no. Jasper I think, Cullen. I don't, at least, I don't know. I don't think they go by that. So they just do because, Hale. Because then it would be like incest. Okay. Oh, so true. I didn't yeah. even think about that. <laughs> That's true. So they're, it's all kind of fake, but they're just pretending, I don't know. Do you think that when they age and they're in Forks High School 300 years from now, that Bella is going to pretend that she was adopted by the uh, <laughs> Carlisle and Esme or that she just married Edward? She's just like... I don't know. I wish they would just go to college. That would be so yeah. much simpler and have a... Twilight University. Have a house together, an apartment building. Twilight University. You know, like these monsters University. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I want Twilight that. Twilight College Edition. <laughs> I think that Jackson Rathbone is a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love him. Yes. Apparently, Stephanie didn't have a dream 
Jasper, which is interesting. Yeah. She didn't really think about that. That's fine. Um, but her favorite fan picks before the movies were Trent Ford and Callum Best. I have no idea who they are. No. They were just kind of like good-looking guys. And before Twilight, Jackson was on the OC. I don't remember him. I did watch it, but I don't remember him. I wonder if that's why him and uh, Nikki Reed are such good friends. Which maybe they had both the OC and Twilight. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But he had a really interesting upbringing, actually. He was born in Singapore... Grew up in Tangier, Norway, and Texas because his dad worked for Mobile Oil, and so they moved a lot. And he's in the band 100 Monkeys. He's married and has two kids. In 2014, he survived a JetBlue emergency landing. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. When was it? 2013? 2014. Oh, my God. Everyone survived, but four people were injured. <gasps> Scary. Emergency landing? So yeah. they had to land before? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my. Do, do they know what happened? Why I that was? I don't know, Oh, actually. my God. That's so scary. Yeah. Just freak coincidence. Jackson Rathbone was on that. And so I was reading about his upbringing, and it sounds like... He lived in a lot of different countries and stuff. Yeah, and he's really cool. I feel like he's a quirky guy. Like, mm-hmm. if you watch videos with him, like, he's kind of a little bit weird. Yeah. But I think that it's cool because he brings this, like, kind of quirkiness to Jasper. Yeah. Which I think works really well because Jasper is also a little bit forgettable, maybe. I mean, he's he also doesn't have that many lines. Yeah. Like Esme, but I think that he... I mean, he does get more than Esme because he does get his moment to tell his backstory and stuff. But I think that Jackson portrays him in an interesting way mm-hmm. where he's kind of weird, but he's composed to not he's not outright really weird. But, you know, there's something going on there. You're like, what's up with that guy? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, he was actually um, the interviewer in Disney 411. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it. Oh, my God. I think I did know that, but then I forgot. I watched a clip of him interviewing Hilary Duff. He asked her one really stupid question. What? I forget what it was. I'll send it to you later. He probably doesn't even didn't even decide what to say. Yeah, exactly. Disney 411. Um, so, hey, guys. I'm Jackson here, and I'm going to interview <laughs> Hilary Duff. Oh, my God. You know who's distantly... Distantly related to Stonewall Jackson. Who's that? Uh, he was the leader of the Confederate Army. Oh. Which is weird because Jasper has that whole Confederate background. Yeah. Their names are even a little similar, Jackson and Jasper. <laughs> I think he's very likable. And yeah. I will say that, and this could be the writing and the evolution of the character as Bella gets to know him, mm-hmm. but he's very different in the first one. As opposed to when he gets his moment to shine. Yeah. <laughs> he feels like a completely different well, character. Well, he has a southern accent suddenly. Suddenly, yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, that annoys me. Wait, did he speak in Twilight? He was like, yeah. it's very nice to meet you. I think that's like nice all he said. Meet- no, and then he said, have you been here before? About the ballet studio. Oh. And then he Oh my said, gosh, is that all he says? Does he say anything when they're preparing? Oh, during the baseball scene? I think he just does the bat trick 
What about when uh, Victoria says, I'm the one with the wicked curveball? Doesn't he say, Oh, he I says, think I think handle- we can handle that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. he's cute. Yeah, he's cute. He's like, he's totally like the younger brother that's just kind of like in the shadows mm-hmm. and like. You don't really know much about him, and you might kind of forget about him, but... Yeah, I think he really belongs (laughs) with Alice, too. Yeah. I believe their love story a lot more than... I I would want to know more about Emmett and Rosalie, because I don't really get it. Mm -hmm. Especially in the movies, I don't really feel much chemistry. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. We need more. Yeah. I feel like in the book, I believe it, kind of, but... yeah. I don't really see it. I I always feel like Rosalie doesn't really care about him. Yeah, me too. Well, my monkey, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Babe, come on. It's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> nice kitty. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> That's kind of creepy. <laughs> if Carlisle says that. <laughs> They're all secretly, like, freaks. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's kind of gross that Edward can read all their minds. Ugh. I would not want to be around Edward. (laughs) That's why Edward is so depressed. Yeah. That's true. Um, That's why he needs to be with Bella and only Bella. That kind of depresses me, though, that the reason he's with Bella is because he can't read her mind. Yeah. It makes me think that they have nothing in common. I think it's probably the main reason. If you can read everyone's mind but one person, (laughs) that person is going to be the most intriguing person to you. Yeah. So after Twilight, Jackson Rathbone, you know, he was in The Last Airbender. Do you remember that? Yep. A movie called Cowgirls and Angels. I don't know what that is. He was in 12 episodes of the show Finding Carter, which I know my sister watched. There's so many shows these days. No, Shannon. Oh. So many shows. It's almost like hard to be famous now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He was in eight episodes of The Last Ship. I don't know if any of you guys watched that. And some small movies. But he has his band, too. So I don't really know which one he's focusing on more. Yeah. But I am fine with his portrayal of Jasper. I almost feel like there's a lot of Collins, and they're all just a little bit too similar. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. There could have been some more... They don't all have to be American, too. I guess Carlisle is from England, but... No, but I would not recast... I feel a little bit bad that I feel like I I am more critical of the women characters in the Cullens than I am the guys. Mm. And I don't know if it's because some of those characters are held to a higher standard, like Alice. Hmm. I feel like she's, you know, the friend of Bella. Yeah. And so I just... Rosalie's kind of like the enemy. Yeah. So I just hold them to a pretty high standard where it's like Kel and Lutz I feel like I could be more critical but I'm like whatever it works it's fine (laughs) well that's like a pretty low bar yeah exactly there isn't much to do I mean I yeah I I you know what to be more fair I will be more critical of Kel and Lutz and say he's the weakest man in my opinion in the Cullen portrayal yeah yeah I agree. Not physically, but I think I used to think Jackson Rathbone was kind of lame. I think I used to not really like his portrayal mm-hmm. or his part in Twilight that much. I don't really know why. I just didn't think he brought much to it for some reason. 
I'm talking more like when the movies first came out. Um, but yeah, I like him. He is comfortable. In Breaking Dawn, he's barely there as well. Yeah. He, I think, has one line in one of the movies, which is just, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that. About the fetus. (laughs) Possibly. Oh, he might say something at the wedding. I don't know. I, I think he know. does. I think that's all he says. Now I need to rewatch it again. For all the times we've seen these movies, how do we not? I'm I feel like it should be like file cabinet in my brain. Like I should know every single line. I oh, it's, I haven't seen the Breaking Dawns as much. Oh my gosh! Remember I watched Breaking Dawn Part Two the other oh, night. Oh yeah. In our Airbnb in LA, you guys were asleep, and it was on TV, and I watched some of it. And I realized something what? about Breaking Dawn Part 2. What? You know how we're like, oh, why do they keep showing that guy? Um, what's the character's name? Is it Alistair? Yeah, I think so. Played by Joe Anderson. Like, why do they keep showing yeah. him? We were like laughing so hard. And it is kind of weird. They show him a lot they for zoom no reason. They zoom in on him, yeah. They zoom in. Well, I mean, they never really resolved this, but I guess he was like skeptical about Bella's motives or something. Oh. And he sees that she got um, documents and is like packing a bag for Renezme. And he's like, Oh, like, I knew you were never really in it for real. Like, you're just running away and like, you're just doing this for yourself. Oh. And I think that's why he was. I mean, it took me to watch it again recently. I've seen it like many times to realize this. I think that he just didn't. For some reason, didn't trust her. Yeah. And then was like, oh, you're trying to skip down. You're trying to have us do this for you or something. Yeah. It didn't... But then the thing about Breaking Dawn is like, this is not even we the time have... to talk about it yeah. in this episode. But he had valid point. So did the Russian guys. Yeah. They're like, hey, what? Like, we're all here to fight them. And they're just like, nah. I know we got you here for this, like, whole political thing, but we're just gonna (laughs) throw that out the window. Well, okay, but (laughs) if you were them, I guess they, Edward can see what Alice is thinking. Yeah. But if you knew that some of your loved ones would die, like, you knew that they would, Jasper would die. True. Would you still choose to fight if you believed in the cause? Because you're basically... It's easier to fight <laughs> when you don't know what could happen. That's but true. But when you know exactly what's going to happen. Maybe not. Yeah. Because in Breaking Dawn, he would have died. It's just weird Carla that, like, they can't talk about it, though. Because, like, they say, oh, the Volturi will die, too. And then so now that the Volturi are afraid to fight. But they still have this conflict between them. It's yeah. It's like, you're just not even going to try to change it. You're just going to keep things the way they are. You know what I mean? They yeah. They don't even try to talk about it. But what's so <laughs> bad about the Volturi, actually? I don't know. That I mean, I feel keep... like they do need some regulation. You yeah. don't want vampires to go totally crazy and kill everybody. In a way, the Volturi are okay because they enforce laws. I feel like if they never went to Italy, like when Edward went there, then mm-hmm. they wouldn't be a problem to them. It's true. Like, the Volturi aren't actively keeping tabs on everybody. (laughs) You just, like, keep a low profile. Yeah. What did I say about keeping a low profile? (laughs) Riley Beers. Okay. We got sidetracked. 
I think that's pretty much it with all the characters, mm-hmm. the Collins. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you guys think? Yeah. We know that a lot Who's of you are actor? probably going to disagree with some things we said. Don't hate us, please. That's okay, because it doesn't matter if you're Team Jacob, you're Team Edward, you're... Team Jasper, Team Rosalie, whatever the heck. It just matters that we're all Twilight fans in 2019. <laughs> 10 years later. 11 years later. We do have some listener mail. We have a message from someone named Jessica. And she said, I just really want to say that I love the episodes where you guys hate on Breaking Dawn because <laughs> looking back on that book, even though I haven't read it since I was probably 15, I just remember how much I do not like the book. Oh my God, I completely agree that it needed to be worked. I 100% agree that Bella should not have had Renesme. I'm not as weirded out by the imprinting thing as you guys are. Like, the concept makes sense to me, even if it's objectively, I can see why it's creepy, lol. But it just didn't need to happen with Renesme. <laughs> Jacob should have imprinted on someone his own age, and I love the idea that one of you mentioned that it should have been Leah. The best parts of Breaking Dawn are their wedding, honeymoon, sexy times, and Bella becoming a vampire, and even more sex. But yeah, like it just is so messed up that Stephanie Meyer thought it was a good idea to have Bella basically be physically deteriorating as Renesmee sucked her di- sucked her dry from the inside <laughs> instead of just aborting the baby. I don't know. I don't okay, even want I w- the baby I to be conceived. I wouldn't want to have an abortion story though. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not what I want. That would be distracting. I just that would be. I don't depressing. want her to get pregnant in the first place. Yeah, he doesn't just, have sperm. It makes no sense. I just wouldn't want... Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want her to get pregnant and then like, oh, let's get rid of it. No, I don't want that. I just don't want her to get pregnant at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I don't want it to be even a topic of discussion. And then she said, actually, I don't mind that nobody died, but I kind of get that if I do end up rereading it now that I'm older, I would appreciate it more if there were higher stakes. I think the little 12-year-old me didn't mind because I thought of anything bad happening to the Collins would be too much. Exactly how we felt. Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense now that Carlisle and or Esme both would be devastating, but so amazing, actually, dying. And a couple wolves, too. And overthrowing the Voltori for sure would have been an interesting way to end the series. It would have kept them 100% safe knowing that they weren't out there chilling in the sewers in Italy. <laughs> anyway, this got kind of long, but I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys keeping the Twilight love alive. Me, circa 2019. Twilight forever! <laughs> I heart sparkly vampires. Team at Cullen. <laughs> love Jessica from New Zealand. Wow. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. New Zealand. Um, we also had a message from someone named Abigail, mm-hmm. and she said, Hey, Kelly and Melissa, I just wanted to say that I love your podcast. You are, you two are so funny. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> and really? I, you really? <laughs> and I feel like I'm complimenting myself. You two are so funny so much. I first came across Twilight in eighth grade. I'm 23 now after my friend lent me the book. I was pretty skeptical after she briefly explained the plot, but then I was obsessed. But in high school, it became uncool to like it. I recently read reread all the books, having not touched them in years. I'm so glad I did because it reminded me of how much they mean to me and the real value they have. I, too, feel like since 10 years have gone by, Twilight is coming back. I even got my mom to read it for the first time now, and she's enjoying it. I feel the same as you guys. I don't care what other people think. I still love it. I think it would be so great if you were able to get a hold of Stephanie Meyer. Maybe you could reach out to the YouTubers who have interviewed her, perhaps. Such a great idea. We should do it. <laughs> Fingers crossed she publishes Midnight Sun. 
Yeah, how did they get in contact with Stephanie? Yeah. I need to figure that out. Because I actually went on her website, and there's no way to contact her besides old-fashioned mail. Oh, why don't we do that? Yeah, we should. Because who else is going to take the time to do that? <laughs> Probably some people, but not everybody. I'm write her a letter. Also, Chris, one of our listeners, shared that all of the Twilight movies are on Hulu right now. So if any of you guys are looking to watch them. Whoa. Good to know. Yeah. I don't have Hulu, but still good to know. I have Hulu with uh, commercials. Oh, cool. Yeah. Commercials kind of take me out of it, but... well thank you guys so much for listening we will be back in two weeks we're gonna be covering brie tanner Mm. the eclipse novella which is a little out of order because we should be doing new moon right now yeah but But it's a big book (laughs) (laughs) and brie tanner is a short book and i had a surprising reaction to it so yeah i uh, we've actually never read it before until this yeah, time. Yeah, I never read it, so this will be fresh, fresh, fresh AF. Our authentic reaction. The freshest reaction we've <laughs> ever gotten, because we haven't had, like, ten years to think about it. Yeah. All right, guys, thank I'm you. I'm sure s- these thoughts don't sound like we've been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, um, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what does he do? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you guys. guys. See you next time. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Another Bite of Twilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.